from the Yale Daily News. This is Modern Love at Yale University. I'm Anokia. And I'm Pranet Sharma. And we're your hosts for today. Modern Love at Yale is a podcast that explores all the different ways that love manifests itself on Yale's campus, whether that's through romantic relationships, friendships, hookups, families, or missed connections. So today is February 14th, better known as Valentine's Day. And what better way to celebrate than by launching our first episode? We wanted to kick the podcast off on a sweet note. Today's episode is in response to the questions, what was the song that taught you about love? And what was the song that was the backdrop to your first love? We have a variety of submissions ranging from trepid first loves to momentous heartbreaks. But before we begin, Pranette, what was the song that taught you about love? I'm very sorry to say that mine actually aligns with the latter, the momentous heartbreak. <laughs> the song that taught me about love was Slow Dancing in the Dark by Joji. I think it was the first time that a song really encapsulated what I felt and really put that emotion into something as intangible as music. I think it was the first time I listened to something and my heart ached from the beauty of it. Mm, what were some standout lyrics in the song you felt like spoke Oh to goodness, you? I think the whole song is lyrically beautiful, but really the chorus is where the true meaning of the song manifests itself. So it's like, give me reasons we should be complete. You should be with him, I can't compete. You looked at me like I was someone else, oh well. Can't you see, I don't want to slow dance in the dark. Mm. And here, the artist uses the metaphor of slow dancing in the dark to represent physical but not emotional intimacy. And it shows how he feels led on by the person that he's interested in, but he wants to really get close to them emotionally and feels like there's a barrier between them. So the whole song is about him grappling with his emotions and wondering why this person can't be with him the way he wants them to be with him. And mm. I think it's really beautiful. Yeah, that is very beautiful. And the way like you explicated it all very Thank nice you. what about you what song taught you about love um i think mine is less profound and a little bit silly uh, this is like in seventh grade i was like very into volleyball in middle school um and i over the summer i went to like a series of open gyms and there was this boy who i convinced myself i was like in love with he played like varsity volleyball um um at this like nearby catholic private school whatever and i was like wow he's so good at volleyball really fits the whole ticket yeah exactly the catholic prep school everything <laughs> <laughs> no um but the song was a drop in the ocean by ron pope and it's like a drop in the ocean a change in the weather i was praying that you and me might end up together or something That's like beautiful. that yeah but the whole song is basically about um, him being in love with someone that he knows he'd never end up being with I think kind of like a similar vein And so I just remember like the last day of the open gym I was like, okay, well, I'm not gonna go to that private school I'm never gonna see him again in my life So I was like sprawled out um, on my bed and just listening to that song and I was like, yeah, that's me He's speaking to me right now Yeah, so I think that would be my song I think childhood unrequited love might be one of the most beautiful things in this world <laughs> that's so true yeah yeah so that was a little insight into our tastes but let's hear from our listeners so we're going to get into some of the songs that were submitted through the form that we sent out and we're going to hear some people's takes on songs that remind them of love starting off with a perennial beautiful favorite <laughs> ivy by frank ocean i thought that i was dreaming when you said you loved me 
I looked through my multiple playlists on love. Crush specific ones, situationship specific ones, even my I love love one. Ultimately, I think Ivy is my song of choice on the topic of love. I feel like it's that stupid, young, and painful kind of love that makes it all the more genuine. Really, it's that line of the song, I thought that I was dreaming when you said you loved me, that resonated with me. A line that I wrote in my journal when I was thinking about pursuing a relationship with my current partner. I was very scared of love, but it came as such a beautiful surprise to me. It was the start of what I felt like could be something that I regret as I become too attached to love before having an end. But through that song, I found my first love. The song is written in retrospect of love, but inspired the beginning of mine. I can't tell you why I felt so stressed over this relationship in the first place, but my worries seemed to find refuge in that song. Later, my love seems to smile at it. Abused at how afraid I was before I have found little and big moments with someone that's home. But we both know that deep down the feeling still deep down is good. Okay, first off, I'm very glad that this story had a happy ending because I feel like Oh me too. It's kind of a sad song, right? Right. Especially because I think Ivy really the way that I've interpreted it, and I think this is a really beautiful interpretation. But in my experience, it's more been a forgiving your ex for whatever pain you <laughs> caused each other. Right. But I think this is a really good spin on it. More like understanding that the joy of that first love is something that can last forever. Mm. And I think it's a really, really stunning interpretation of the song. Yeah, I agree. I think you said that so well. And I, I think another thing I like about associating this song with like a first love rather than an ending kind of that eternal sense is just like the instrumental backing I think feels like something very like like ethereal like very oh for sure yeah I don't know because it starts off with I thought that I was dreaming so of course yeah and I think like genuinely Blonde is one of my favorite albums of all time the production on this song is so musically rich and it really reflects kind of the ethos and the theme of the song in a way that I feel nothing else really can. Mm. And often one of my favorite things to do was to loop the song, and it feels like a never-ending story, kind of in the way that our listener has described, in which the artist falls in love and then realizes things may not work out, but then fights for it, mm-hmm. and then eventually falls in love again. And whether you interpret it to be different people or the same person, I think it really shows how powerful love can be, how intangible it can be, mm. and how, you know, no matter how often you get beat down, our heart would always want to love again. Wow, I love that. I've never thought about the album as like a a continuous story. I've like listened to it together holistically, but I've never thought about that in that way. And I really like that. Yeah. yeah. And listeners, I encourage you to go listen to Blonde by Frank Ocean, <laughs> one of the greatest manifestations of love and music ever recorded. Mm-hmm. The next song that was submitted to us was Linger by the Cranberries.
Although this qualifies as a breakup song, one song that taught me about love is Linger by the Cranberries. This song was the first song that had me sobbing uncontrollably in my communal college shower while my roommates around me were brushing their teeth. While the lyrics are, in my opinion, nothing revolutionary, I think what makes this song for me is the way Dolores O'Riordan sings all her songs, full of melancholy and longing and humanistic despair. Twinges of her Irish accent slip out here and there which adds to the humanistic elements of the song. It's the antithetical to a soulless, flat performance. Rather, it reminds you that love is a painfully shared, mutual experience. In truth, I don't know if the feelings of this song can be written out in words. Rather, I think it needs to be listened to and felt directly. I think the strings and the guitar and the voice come together in such a beautiful way, forming this syncretism that I think is truly representative of the pastiche of love that makes it so beautiful. And as the listener rightly pointed out, the overall arrangement of the track and the way that every element really works to add its own story into this grand cohesive narrative of not only a breakup, but a hope for future love and an understanding that these feelings never really go away, truly make it incredibly eloquent and a piece of music that needs to be listened to and felt directly rather than rationally dissected yeah definitely um i think what stood out to me too was i think how like beautiful and ethereal this song sounded but i think also like you said in the listener's submission like listening to this in like a college dorm bathroom where you're cramped around other people i think there's just something very like i don't know it's like this beautiful song but you're like brushing your teeth and it has just like this quality that like can transcend whatever space you're in and make you feel kind of that that sort of like longing or that sadness i think that's really lovely I also think just being in the college shower around your roommates listening to that song, I feel like to me that that's also kind of like a portrait of love. Like, sure. I would argue that the people who like probably see you at your lowest are people who share like a communal bathroom with you. Right. So it's almost like a love that you're experiencing outside of your roommates and your friends mm -hmm. is then being shared with your roommates and your friends. Exactly. And the comfort that then they bring you is a form of that love itself just manifesting in different ways. Right, exactly. And I feel like that song, like listening it to it with other people, just like captures all those, all those different types of loves. Yeah. And yeah. along the lines of different types of love, the song may be lyrically and thematically about a breakup, mm -hmm. but the key is a major key, which mm. makes it a very happy sound. Right. Which I think is also intentionally trying to, as you mentioned, talk about that hope and that optimism, that even if this love doesn't work out, you have all of these other types of love that are supporting you and helping you get through it. Right. And I think that's one of the most beautiful aspects of humanity as a whole. Yeah, I love that so much. Wow. Next up, we have Take Me Away by Daniel Caesar, submitted by Mira Mishra. Now it's time to sit back and enjoy creation See what Jai's done every time she ties me off at celebration yeah. What is life becoming? We don't talk too much This be a strange new love I got Plus she's always got that the song that reminds me of my first love is Take Me Away by Daniel Caesar. Compared to his other songs, it's a big shift from the normal, rosy-tinted and romance-filled lyrics 
It's a more lustful and real take on love, which was a refreshing and interesting change for me. In adoration, as Caesar thinks about his love, he only imagines going to a far corner of the earth and taking this person with them. My parents didn't like him, so in a similar vein, I just wanted to go run away to be with him. The song was like my caffeinated tea I would drink on a jury afternoon. That was a remarkably powerful track, and I think a pretty dramatic departure from the heartbreak-drenched songs that we've been listening to thus far. I think this song brings in a sort of sensuousness and fluidity that isn't necessarily always associated with love, but whenever it crops up, it just fits in so beautifully with it. I think the beauty is everybody really has different interpretations of what love really means to them, and this interpretation is just so rooted in that visceral understanding of each other and the physical intimacy that's mixed with the emotional intimacy that really forms the most potent possible combination. Mm, yeah. I think I took like a look into the lyrics specifically because I think the title goes really into what Mira was saying, this idea of like being very connected with a person, but like maybe like your parents don't approve or just like extrapolating it to a larger whole, like your friends don't like them or just it doesn't work out. And just like having this idea of like, if the two of us existed in a vacuum, everything would work out. And I think- Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. and I think that's something like that happens a lot, I think in young love and perhaps like young adult love too, where it feels like you don't have that much agency in your life yet, mm -hmm. but you have this one thing that you really want to hold on to. But it's like, is that really possible where I am currently in life? So I don't know. I thought that was a very like interesting interpretation of this. And I think song. especially looking back, you may think, oh, I was so immature going after that person at that time and that mm -hmm. they were bad for me. But I think the biggest mistake that old age can make is forgetting how youth feels. Mm. And in the moment, imagining just that little pocket of the universe just for you and your lover is truly one of the most serene things that you could have thought of as a youth. Yeah, exactly. Now, I feel like that brings up a question that I'm thinking about now. It's like, it's really easy to love someone or say that you're in love with someone when you exist in a vacuum, when it's just like the two of you guys. Because um, I'm thinking a lot about Bell Hooks' quote where she says like, love is a verb, not a noun, and how love is something you have to actively fight towards. Right. Yeah, so I guess what are your thoughts on that? Like love existing in a vacuum versus something you have to like fight for? I think there are several types of love. I think this is definitely a valid type of love that definitely borders more on lust, especially if you think it's this sort of consuming love that the rest of the world would disapprove of and it's just you and your lover against the world, mm -hmm. for instance. Romeo and Juliet. Of course. Mm -hmm. But I think at the same time, love changes meaning as you have different life experiences. And your interpretation of love is going to be entirely shaped by your life till that point. So I don't think it's better or worse than other types of love. If anything, it may be more transient, which makes it more painful, but that also makes the emotion stronger. Mm -hmm. So there's obviously pros and cons with everything. But I think both of those are valid definitions for love. And which definition you subscribe to would just change as your maturity grows and as your understanding of life adjusts. Mm, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Up next, we have Drive Safe by Ridge Bryan, sent in by Samantha Liu. Going too far to change, time to get your rollerblades The smile is worth the wait, here comes better days All these thoughts I have in my head 
Got me blinded from the sunset I'm trying hard to stop the rain Cause smiling doesn't feel the same I just can't tell you safe Will I see you in the morning Cause I just wanna feel your time the song that taught me about love is Drive Safe by Rich Brian. And to be fair, to this day, I could not tell you the real like thesis or theme of the song, nor could I name most of the lyrics. Um, but the part that constantly sticks with me is in the chorus where he sings, I just called to tell you drive safe. And I think that is so profound and simplistic at the same time. Um, just this feeling of wanting to wish someone well and letting them know that you care for them and are looking out for them even though they're driving presumably away from you or apart from you. Um, yeah, and I found this song when I had been going through a breakup that to be fair, um, I had initiated and me and the person were no longer talking, but um, even so it's reminding that it's okay to love someone and care for them while being apart. So yeah, I feel like for all the um, you know people who have passed in and out of my life, friends, more than friends. Um, I want them to drive safe and I want them to be well and I want them to know that I'm sending them a lot of love and sometimes that's what love is when you're not together. I'm trying hard to stop the rain Cause smiling doesn't feel the same I just can't tell you drive safe Will I see you in the morning Oh, I think the concept of wishing someone like a safe drive as they're driving away from you, as Samantha says, is just like blows my mind. Like, oh, for sure. Yeah, like that interpretation is very interesting, and I and I I think a lot about what it means to like love someone in like all stages of your relationship. So I think a lot of the times I think about love just in terms of when you're dating that person or when you're with that person, like that moment. But then like, how do you be gracious in love and how do you continue to extend that love even after you guys part? I, that's what Samantha's submission makes me think about. And kind of that idea of wishing your partner to drive safe, even if they're driving away from you, I think that really is the purest form of love where you just want that person to be happy, even if it mm. means that that person can't be with you. And right. I think this idea and this, this concept has shown up in, in so many elements of media across the board, but it still breaks my heart every time because it's the purest form of love, really, where you understand the, um, like the amount of selflessness you need to not chase after this person right. because you realize that them being with you would make them more upset than them being with someone else. And then mm. learning to let go, which I think is a big theme in this song. Is, is really one of the most powerful manifestations of love there is. That's so true. Wow. Like like you said, I feel like that's present in so many forms of media. You said that, and I think of the movie Love, Rosie. I oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's a crazy movie. And also, I was talking to one of my friends about this the other day, and she was like, I keep on doing this thing where I will like go out of my way to set people... I like up with other people because I feel like they'd be such good matches. And I'm like, that sounds so tragic, but I feel like, I don't know. That's just something that keeps on happening in human behavior, right. I guess. And yeah. sometimes it clicks and sometimes it doesn't, but isn't that really what life is about? You know, going out there, trying new things. And sometimes things will work out and you'll be in the car seat with them, but sometimes you'll be waving away, hoping that they don't crash. Our next segment is a dual feature. 
with the tracks Go Tell Her Now. And I think I like it when it rains. Junior year of high school, I fell in love while listening to Go Tell Her Now by Tom O'Dell on repeat. The pleas of the singer to simply confess one's attraction and appreciation gave me the courage to go tell her now when I did. This looked like a funky text message in the middle of the night saying, I like you more than you normally like a person. Apparently, she liked me more than she'd normally like a person too. Now the song that makes me fall in love with her over and over again is I Think I Like When It Rains by Willis. This song reminds me of our past, when we were in high school and it seemed like we had all the time in the world. This song reminds me of how absorbed new love made me feel because all we used to dream about was meeting after school. This song seems nostalgic to me in a way that the song I actively fell in love to doesn't. It reminds me that no matter how far my partner and I have come, we still dream of meeting after school. We dream about a time when college is finally over and we can live together at last. A time when all we can do is thank the rain for making us stay in together. I really like the duality of these two songs. The first thing that I was thinking of when I heard Go Tell Her Now is just it sounds like it's a very poppy, but it's also just very intense. I think like the beat is very strong, really gets you in the gut. Mm -hmm. um, but I think I think I like it. I like when it rains is like a very mellow and chill song. And I, I think that's like a really beautiful progression of a relationship at the beginning. It's like very like I feel like almost tense it's like does she like me does she not kind of like that and then afterwards you kind of ease into this like this calming like safe state and it reminds me of this taylor swift lyric where she's like i once believed love would be burning red but it's golden and it's like this idea that i feel like a lot of the times we believe love has to be this tumultuous thing where you feel a thousand things at once but maybe love is just like being able to feel safe and calm with that person um, wherever you are. And I think these two songs really like represent that duality. Oh, for sure. And I think if you look at what really like these two songs reminded me of was the opening sequence of the, the film Up by Pixar. Oh, oh sure, my God, yeah. I'm sure all of you listeners are familiar with that heartbreaking sequence. But really, <laughs> you know, we're gonna, we're gonna cut it before the heartbreak. And really the first sequence <laughs> where Ellie and Carl are running around, you know, kind of like really falling in love for the first time reminds me of mm. Go Tell Her Now because I think it truly represents that idea of just rushing into love, as you said, being a tumultuous maelstrom of emotions, just really understanding each other and understanding where you're going. And then as they grew older, as they got married, as they settled into their lives, it started to mellow out, started to smooth out. And just like, I think I like it when it rains, they started to understand each other's rhythms more slowly. And the mm. intimacy almost becomes 
even more close where you understand the other person to a level that you don't understand anyone else and i think i think i like it when it rains really encapsulates that feeling of being so close to someone that it feels like your hearts are touching mm, i like that i really like that imagery of like two hearts touching yeah and this is not even that related to the song but do you think actually i don't know if this would be a silly thing to include but i'm just curious in general what is like the type of love you've historically experienced do you think it's more of like the calming type of love so definitely not calming and this has kind of been like my great journey to <laughs> find love right in the sense that a lot of my pursuits in the past were driven by immaturity and the naivete of youth and i can look back and laugh at this time and i understand it's it's kind of relevance and this is another reason that blonde resonates with me so hard because mm -hmm. so much of the album deals with nostalgia and making bad decisions in youth that feel so good at the time but in retrospect hurt so much but that hurt is kind of sweet and it really makes you feel those emotions those pangs of unrequited love in a way nothing else does but now i think i'm definitely in a different headspace and i'm looking for the i think i like when it rains kind of love <laughs> right. the smooth love the mellow love mm. and of course there's no telling when it'll appear there is always hope on the horizon but exactly. looking towards the future it's definitely a stability i want not a tumultuousness yeah i think i definitely agree i think especially you know when you're in high school and you're like experiencing love for the first time you're like it has to be this huge dramatic thing but oh, then for sure. you realize it's not like sustainable at all in the long run if you're constantly like like i think tom odell says in the song you're constantly waiting for them to text you back you see them on the street you don't know what to do i think at the end of the day that becomes exhausting and i don't while i think love requires work i don't think love should like lead to exhaustion exactly yeah and i think that is the great progression in love when you're younger and you're just feeling your feels and you're being dramatic <laughs> and i'm sure all of you listeners have been there at some point it feels really really crazy it feels like a rush almost and at that point that's what you want because everyone around you is also experiencing right, the same exactly, thing exactly yeah and it forms this unique atmosphere where it's like the pain is kind of sweetened by this understanding that people are experiencing the same right. things with you yeah and these memories these emotions will stay with you forever right but yeah. as you mature it's like you definitely want something different of course people's tastes about love are, are very very diverse but a lot of people start wanting something that may be more long-lasting or maybe something that they can hold on to rather than let go of right exactly yeah what you're saying about kind of that collective experience though i think is really interesting to me like that progression because i think at least from my experience, when I'm thinking of like the relationships I was in, like in high school, middle school, it was more so something that was like, like important externally for like, what do I like talk to my friends about whatever. It's the fact that we had that collective shared experience. Exactly. I think versus now that I'm older, it's like, yes, I care about what my friends think, but I think what's more important to me is like internally that, that dynamic versus it just being something I can talk about of with course. other people. And when you're younger, I think love is almost a social currency. If you're in a exactly. relationship, That's the you're phrase. kind of seen right. as, as better than other people, which when you're older, all diminishes because you understand that something as powerful and important as love should never be treated as something as inferior as social right. currency. Exactly. Because love is something deeply personal to everyone. And they should treat it that way. And I think maturity is realizing what love means in that sense mm -hmm. and finding out the definition of love for yourself. And that's when I think people truly reach that stage of liking it when it rains. And for our final track, Fast Car by Tracy Chapman. You get a fast car. I want a ticket to anywhere. Maybe we make a deal. 
Maybe together we can get somewhere Any place is better Starting from zero, got nothing to lose Maybe we'll make something Me, myself, I got nothing to prove A song that teaches me about love is Fast Car by Tracy Chapman. I think the song's resemblance of a narrative brings out a lot of a rawness and authenticity. Fast Car is a beautiful metaphor. Just as a car can get us to new places, we have the power to make the decision to leave and make something else of ourselves, to start fresh and to find freedom. In some ways, the song brings in more despair than warmth. Chapman loves someone who pr promises these false hopes but finds herself in the same cycle of poverty and disappointment. She ends the song with these lyrics, switching the we from previous lines to you in these lines. You gotta make a decision, leave tonight or live and die this way. I'd like to think about the song as empowering. Chapman has a moment of realization that she has enough self-love and self-worth to leave a love that wasn't going to give her what she wanted. And what love is more important than love for yourself? Enough so we can fly away. We gotta make a decision. Leave tonight or live and die this way. So I think Fast Car is a fairly popular song that oh, yeah. I've definitely heard it a few times before I think the submission came in, but I've never listened to the lyrics as closely. I love how the person who submitted this talks about this idea of it in the end, just like being a song about self-love, right? The lyrics of like you gotta make a decision, leave tonight or we'll live and die this way. This idea of, you know, loving a person who might not be making the best choices for your relationship or just like for themselves and just like being like, I love this person, but I also love myself more or just like love the goals or dreams I have for myself more. And so I'm going to choose that. And I think, I don't know, that's just an interpretation I hadn't thought of before when I listened to the song, but I think self-love is very important in relationships. There's this, there's this quote that is like thrown around everywhere that I'm not 100% sure if I agree with, but this idea of you can't fully love other people um, if you don't fully love yourself. Oh, I, for sure. Yeah, I think that can be debated, like the merits of that quote. But I think in this scenario, like that makes sense. Like in order to find a love that is best for you, you have to be able to like look out for yourself first. And I think that's also a very like fitting ending to this podcast, talking about this song. Because really the common theme within everything we've discussed has been loving other people. But I would argue the most important form of love is loving yourself. Mm -hmm. And yes, like, of course we can discuss whether you need to love yourself to love someone else. But I think it's pretty clear that it's healthier if you do. And a lot of kind of the joy that comes with love comes with having the security in yourself for loving that person. Exactly. For, again, I know a lot of relationships where people are wondering, oh, why is this person loving me? Like, like, I don't see what they see in me. Mm, but really, right. I think there's there's a lyric in a song. Um, I, I completely forget the song, but it's like, I wish you could see yourself the way I do. Mm. And I think this really is the crux of love, right? Right. No matter where the romantic love comes from, every ideal partner will also want their partner to have that self-love that they see in them. It's not only two-way, but it's also a self-fulfilling loop. Mm -hmm. You should be able to love yourself the way your partner loves you. And that makes exactly. your connection so much stronger. 
Right. Yeah, I think that's really beautiful. So this Valentine's Day, if you're cuffed, if you're in a wacky situationship, or if you're spending it alone or with friends, uh, make sure to take some time just for yourself, you know, some self-care. Because I think we spend a lot of time talking about Valentine's Day as this like special momentous day that you have to spend with like that special someone but at the end of the day self-love is perhaps the most important because i think the most important types of love require you to love yourself first so make sure you take care of yourself today and thank you so much for joining us on this first episode of modern love at yale and remember valentine's day is a construct that you can make of as much as you want to if you want to make it a special day with your boo go for it if you want to make it a special day for yourself go for it. Really, the crux of Valentine's Day is just care and putting out that love and that positivity into this world. So make sure to take a moment to do that and stay happy. Yep, stay happy, healthy, and we hope to see you on next week's episode.